All right, today we're going to listen to a story called The Neptune Clock. This is part one of The Neptune Clock. The summer my grandfather disappeared, I had been with him, as was usual during the holidays. We'd spend the weeks just swimming and fishing and talking. Granddad was a great talker. Mom reckoned he could take talk the hind flipper off a dolphin. It was a good picture to have of Granddad, if you know what I mean, because he was a real sea person. He and my grandma both, actually. Every year when she was still alive, they'd lock up the farm and head for the coast. Grandma was a wonderful swimmer. She'd nearly been chosen for the Olympics. It was hard for her living at the farm, yet she loved it and loved Granddad, too, so she didn't complain. But when she died, Granddad sold the farm and everything in it, and moved permanently to the coast. He said he felt closer to her that way, and he reckoned her spirit was in the sea watching. The only thing he'd brought back from the farm was the clock, his Neptune clock, as he called it. He had found it in a junk shop years and years and years before, and he uh, before he and Grandma had gotten married. I'd known it all my life. You could just you, you just couldn't imagine Granddad without it, actually. That clock was a remarkable thing. It was a grandfather clock with a glass front, a cedar case, and a carved carved brass face. Around the Roman numerals were all sorts of sea figures dolphins, seashells, a mermaid, seahorses, and the figure of an old man holding a trident, Neptune, god of the sea. That's what Granddad had said. When I was little, I used to think that secretly that Granddad had been the model for Neptune's face. Kindly, thin, as f- and filled with lines as a spider's web. The clock ticked and talked and bonged through all our days together. Granddad reckoned that it kept him going. And he loved that clock and used to polish it regularly. And when it stopped, he would open the case with a little key a lovely brass key in the shape of a dolphin, and start the weights up again. And while he started it, he would tell me endless stories, stories of when he and Grandma were young, stories of the farm and the animals he'd had, stories of the sea. My favorite was that old Scottish story of the Selkie. You know, the seal woman who is captured by a fisherman, but eventually returns to the sea, leaving her family on land. It's a sad story, and Granddad's eyes always looked wet when he told it, that one. Sometimes I wondered if he thought of Grandma then, Grandma who'd so loved the sea, who'd seemed so at home in it. I'm not sure when I noticed Granddad was a little different that holiday. I think it started when I found him down at the beach early one morning without his beloved rod, just gazing out to sea. I saw the dolphins again, he said. He turned to look at me, his blue, blue-green blue eyes full of excitement. They're coming closer. I nodded. I didn't quite understand his urgency, his excitement, but it was nice to think of them out there playing, leaping, the brilliant sea sparkling off their skin like scattered gems. Granddad sighed a little and rubbed at his eyes. Oh, I don't really feel much like fishing these days. I looked at him sharply, but he had not sounded weary, weary only a little restless. Well, that's the end of part one of The Neptune Clock.
we'll get to part two tomorrow.